Hello, welcome to this week's Terrace Talk. Uh, in new surroundings again, joined in, in the departure lounge in the, uh, in the city centre. Uh, it's a lovely location. I've got a nice cup of tea and uh, a nice little biscuit on the side as well, which is an added bonus. So we'll, uh, we'll give them a plug. Lovely place to come down. Uh, lovely, basically 360 view, nice sunshine. Uh, I, think, I think that's the plug's done anyway. Um, joined by two new guests this week, two Norwich City fans. Uh, Joe Hinchcliffe, first of all. Joe, how are you? Very well, thanks. And uh, just uh, before we get going, tell us a, a little bit about what you do and, and where people can find you. Um, my football writer, uh, primarily, kind of taking Connor's spot actually. Um, trying to do some video with Ben Ambrose as well, which is going well, which you can check out at the Total Football YouTube channel. Um, and then find weekly articles on the My Football Writer site. Lovely. Thank you, Joe. We'll come back to you in a minute with some quick fire questions. James Myhill with me as well. Norwich fan, season ticket holder. Indeed, always. Barkley Ender. Barkley, E-Block, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't change it for the world. I Ultra. I, ever... uh, I wouldn't put myself in that category, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Soon, maybe, hopefully. Soon, maybe. <laughs> right, let's start then with, uh, we, we like to start, I don't know if you guys have, have seen it before, we like to start with some quick, quiet questions, just to let people know a bit more about you before we go into all the uh, football stuff, which I'm sure people would rather leave, <laughs> given the current yeah. state of things, but we'll, we'll come on to it in a minute. Uh, Joe, let's start with you. First and foremost, where do you sit in the, in the ground? Um, well, I haven't got a season ticket, so I have to scrap around for a ticket when I can, but generally... When so I, any seat will do? Any seat will do, but generally it's behind the home dugout when I get one. Lovely, and when you do go, do you go with anyone in particular? No, it's a whole variety of people, whoever's got a spare ticket or wherever I've bought one. So, yeah. First Norwich game? It was 2002, we beat Portsmouth 1-0 at home, Ewan Roberts put a header past Shaka Hislop remember it like it was yesterday Lovely. weirdly knowledge um we'll ask you now your favorite niche player so not like not like your your bog standard grant always who land we want to know someone who perhaps is, is a bit lovable only in your eyes i quite like danny pacheco when we had him right. on lay um also a more recent one todd campwell just because he's like local lad i love that Love that. And then when you do go to football, any sort of pre-match rituals which are a bit strange? We learned, I know you mentioned Ben earlier, we learned that he puts, I think it was his right socks yeah. before his left or the other way around. Um, footballers are quite superstitious, fans are also. Is there anything you do before a match that you have to do? Uh, if not, it would be bad luck. I'm not the superstitious type, so not particularly, but ideally a pint. Can't argue yeah. with that, can we? Lovely. Thank you, Joe. James, let's come on to you. We already know where you, where you sit in the ground, but just yeah. remind everyone again. Barkley block, lower E. And, and who do you go with? Uh, normally go with myself, but um, when, when my uncle can get get tickets uh, and a few friends as well. Lovely first Norwich game. First Norwich game. I don't remember the first Ooh. Norwich. I know. I, I feel like I should. All right, what's remember. the first one you remember then? I remember. I think it was Norwich against West Brom, uh, and I went with uh, my dad uh, and sat in the what's now the Jeffrey Watling stand. That's the one I remember, right. sort of most, mm-hmm. the, the very first one. Um, I can't remember the scoreboard. I do remember the old-fashioned, the old-fashioned scoreboard style and the old ground as well. So, well, let's hope you saw a win. Uh, I'm sure it was a win at that point. <laughs> I'm not sure it was. Uh, let's ask you then uh, your favourite niche player as well. Someone who who perhaps isn't to be expected that, that you really adore. Um, I think well, I'm a niche one. I, I still remember watching. I think a little bit of Steen Nedergaard as well. Going yeah. just, just taking it back a little bit. Um, but I do always remember him, um, and I think a little bit as well of uh, David Nielsen. Very nice. Any particular reason? No, I think they were always the ones that you you would always look at and think, yeah, they're the players. They're the ones, obviously, you always look towards and think, yeah, this they're just really good. And any pre-match rituals that, that are a bit strange, or, or perhaps that you have to abide by in, on on a match day to ensure Norwich get luck? 
nothing really maybe a pint or two just to make sure because it makes it easy to digest if something goes wrong <laughs> you're absolutely right right let's um we do have to talk about the football, unfortunately. Uh, Norwich City, of course, coming off the back of this weekend with another 2-0 defeat, this time away to Brighton. Uh, Reeve, have you guys there, first and foremost? I know James wasn't, you weren't there, no. Um, what are your thoughts on it sitting here now? I, I suppose, really, we're, we're keen to look into Friday because that's the massive one, but in terms of post-match reflections from Brighton, what are your thoughts and feelings? Uh, Lacklustre game from us. Um, it felt a bit routine, another 2-0 away loss. Um, well, that's four now, isn't it? So, um, and Brighton were good value for it, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, they were my initial thoughts. Um, thinking about it now, I mean, Pookie looked isolated again. Um, we seemingly can only either defend or attack, and we did neither well against Brighton. They were my initial thoughts. Are you concerned? Not, not just with this performance in isolation, but I suppose this is a string of results now where Norwich have lost, well, I'm thinking off Tom Head, 2-0 away at Burnley, 2-0 at Palace, 2-0 at Brighton. These would have been games that fans perhaps earmarked as ones where Norwich could get some potential points and once again they've, they've come away beaten and beaten quite, beaten quite comfortably in the end. Yeah, they were. Uh, that was exactly my train of thought. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just all too routine. I mean, teams are comfortably, those sorts of teams that we thought we could challenge are comfortably two goals better than us. Um, I mean, some players are yet to hit the ground running, I feel, and I hope that happens sooner rather than later. But, um, yeah, concerned at the minute, Connor, yeah. Do you share those thoughts? Are you concerned at the moment by what you've seen on the pitch? I think I'm concerned. I think more concerned the fact is that Puki is being isolated. As you said, he's... I mean, against Manchester United, he got no chances at all, really. But he wasn't—he wasn't being fed the balls. So obviously, you can't expect anything more from him right at this minute in time. But I think the the two nil away losses are worrying because these are probably teams that we we could have and, and should have beaten. I mean, I know Brighton. Obviously, listeners, obviously, what the people have said, um, especially what you've written as well, is that it could have been so many more. And I think that's a real worry for us. Is that eventually it is going to turn into a four or five nil. And, and the confidence could be dropped even lower but my question is have teams sussed us out have they worked out where the threats come from have they worked out how we, the style of play because since Manchester City I think as I said before all eyes were on us They, the world was focused because we thought they were going to get absolutely hammered and we didn't and I think that since then, obviously, that's when the turn of results have happened obviously teams have worked to say what the style is but obviously it's up to, up to Falcon now to try and mould a different shape if he's, if he's going to and just see obviously what we can do to try and break it a little bit You mentioned it there you touched upon confidence how big for you is, is confidence not only for Norwich at the moment in, in how bad a run they are going through at the moment but also for their style of play because to play the way they did in the championship last season and, and also how they played in the early part of this season as well we speak particularly about that Newcastle game Chelsea as well where they were very good how important is, is confidence and, and do you think it is really lacking in this team at the moment? I think that the confidence is lacking, especially amongst the young lads. They're, they, they're missing an experienced leader at the back. I know Ben Godfrey has done really well there, so I'm not saying obviously he's not up to the job, um, but he's missing someone like closer as Zimmerman, someone who the young lads can turn to and, and look at when they're one nil down or two nil down. They can look at them and say, "That's no, right, come on, boys, you, you, you're fine," you know. And I think that's a uh, confidence among these young lads is going to be low because it's the first time in the big in, in the big time they're looking for someone to turn to and they haven't got anyone and it's up to sort of 
the more experienced players in the squad, maybe someone who's been there and done it a few times, uh, maybe look to a Moritz Leitner or Kenny McLean, someone like that who's a bit more of a, an experienced head in that sort of game. Hopefully they can sort of drive the confidence up of the lads, but it's certainly a worry for me at the moment, I'd say. I'll ask you the question that uh, James touched upon there of teams what sussed out how Norwich play. Yeah, I think um, if you looked at the stats, I'm talking about a couple of weeks ago now, but if you looked at the stats, Buendia was by far our biggest creator, probably still is, but I think teams have specifically targeted him. He also hasn't been playing at sort of the level we saw last season, but he is definitely a threat of ours that teams are targeting, and I think teams know that we want to try and go down the middle, and they're just shutting us out at the minute. You mentioned stats there. I'm going to throw another one into uh, the equation here. Norwich City have uh, conceded 20 or more shots in three of their last four games. That's that's a concern, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a massive concern because we're not closing the ball down. That, those stats there are evident enough that we're not tight enough to, to the player. We're not as tight as we were maybe towards the start of the season. I know obviously we lost against Liverpool with, with four goals, but we're not as tight as we could have been and, and should have been in the, in the recent games. And I think that things like this these sort of two nils will come back and haunt us I think at some point I mean I hope it doesn't but looking at the figures you have to sort of base it if if, if teams who are more experienced with a long shot are going to go for it they will pepper the goal and I do feel sorry for Tim Krull in the Absolutely, and uh, Joe mentioned just just off recording how uh, basically seen both seen some statistics and some graphs on Twitter that didn't make good reading for Norwich. Um, just intrigued to know, James, from, from your perspective as a supporter, and this Norwich side is associated with such glorious football. We saw that last season. Um, how much of it of a concern is it for you? I suppose that they've almost perhaps not gone away from it. Perhaps that's a bit harsh, but they're not asserting themselves onto games like they were last season and earlier on this season. And, and we need to remember that this is a team that proved they could do it in, in two Premier League wins against Newcastle and Manchester City where they did play their style of football but they seem to have gone away from that as you alluded to since sort of post-Man City. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's a case that we've fallen away but there's something it seems after the Man City game we were on such a high we'd done so well and and the confidence was really high around the club and we thought yeah we've got a trip you know, a trip to uh, is it, I think it's Burnley first yeah and then Palace afterwards and, and since then it seems like the it's, it's just difficult at the moment I don't know whether there's something there's something which isn't ticking in there and I know obviously people will will say obviously we've got injuries and that as well but a few injuries shouldn't make a team performance the, the, the core of the lads that are in there are still people who played week in and week out at the start of the season and mo- mostly in the in the championship as well um, so I don't really think that can be a, an, an argument but I think we from my point of view we just need to have a little bit of a break get back on track this is what this period is about um, Friday night under the lights hopefully we can really start to kick on because it's a massive game it absolutely is and we'll come on to that uh, in- interesting point you raised there about the injuries because it has been such a massive part of Norwich City's season um, negatively impacted them undoubtedly how much do you put down to injuries at the moment because as James said there this is three of the back four that played in the championship yeah. uh, probably a, a full full strengthish midfield yeah. you could argue Amadou could come into there but then we haven't seen him as a defensive midfielder so how much do you, do you put down to injuries at the moment is it is it injuries hampering how they're trying to do things or is it just a lack of quality I think if you go back to sort of Man City, Burnley, Palace, that sort of time, it was fair to say it was a crisis. We did have so many players out. Um, but looking at the lineup in the last few weeks, I, I don't think we can have that argument anymore, to be honest. Um, I think the team look disjointed. And I don't know if that's because they are. we have so many players that have come back from injury recently 
and whether because they've missed a certain number of weeks that's why we're seeing disjointed performances um, but no I don't I don't think we can use that excuse anymore as much as it would help to have a second centre back especially Christoph Zimmerman that would be a huge help but no I don't think we can use that excuse at this particular time that was going to be my, my exact next point the fact that even though we are talking about three of the, the four defenders being the same as what they were in the championship, Norwich still only have one fully registered centre-back who's, who's fit and available in Ben Godfrey. And even he, I mean, before last year, wasn't a centre-back by trade. So is that defensive area your, your main concern or is it a wider issue, do you think? Um, it, is, it is a big concern, but to be honest, I'm more worried about Pookie looking so isolated because, OK... At Bournemouth, we managed to see out the whole game. Um, but if you remember, Pookie had that chance late on that Ramsdale forced a save from. Um, but recently, we haven't been holding out for a clean sheet. And we also, we haven't looked like scoring. Um, and that's not sustainable to carry that on for the rest of the season. I mean, that probably will result in relegation. So, yeah. Let's hope not. Um, you mentioned the R word. <laughs> gone very early on that, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just get, get you to, to pick up on that w- would you feel better about Norwich's defensive situation if they were as uh, Joe said there if, if they did have that potency up top if they were still a free flowing attacking outfit because really they're not defending very well and also not attacking with conviction are they? No and I think in, even when we were in the championship we saw that I mean if I take a, a game as an example Millwall when we were there you know conceded goals late on and we thought well this game is lost it's it's done but you always have that confidence even when we went behind that we'd be able to go yeah we can get a couple of goals here we'll be fine you know and then the, the defence was always a bit of a worry but no one really focused had the, their primary focus wasn't on our on our back line it was always yes well, we've got a good attack in look at Stiefman look at Pookie look at look at Wendia and and now it's a case of oh we've not got any potency up front so now all eyes have been reverted to the back four um and I think that's what people are doing. They're obviously picking up on on the negative. Obviously, yeah. Well, you know, we, we're shipping goals in. People people wouldn't mind if we're shipping goals in, but we're scoring goals at the other end. They would not mind that. They only pick on the negative, which is we've only got one registered centre back in Ben Godfrey. And, and for me, it is a worry. But the only sort of saving grace thing is we've got Hanley back fairly soon is it I don't know He's... yeah it should be about December yeah. I mean that would be a big help in itself I know some people don't warm to him but as someone who, who can lead us on the pitch alongside Ben Godfrey there'll be two strong defenders there who we can really utilise and my god we need them in that Christmas period <laughs> ah, absolutely um, you mentioned earlier on about um about, almost, almost about the balance of, of things at the moment uh, and, and asked whether teams had, had sussed Norwich City out do you think Norwich are too easy to play against at the moment I think we're we're predictable as a side. I mean, again, we all eyes were on us in the championship as well, and I don't think the style of football too much has changed from there. I mean, Farker believes in, in what he believes for the football club, um, and I just wonder if everyone's now really stood up and taken note of that. I mean, it's, it is a difficult one, but I think time will tell, especially on Friday night, whether he's going to change anything, whether anything else is going to, and when else is going to come into the lineup and maybe change the dynamics of how we play a little bit change it up so obviously Watford don't know what to expect but it's, will he stick to obviously what he knows That's... big question 
one I'd like answers to is on Friday <laughs> yeah, night, hopefully. Wouldn't we all? Um, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here. Obviously, the accounts have been released this week, and we're, we're all aware of Norwich's uh, financial situation and also the disparity in the Premier League between those that have finances and those who don't. Um, again, going to play devil's advocate here, and so hopefully you don't mind the question too much, but... In terms of Farker sticking with the players that got Norwich City into the Championship, and I know it's easy to, to sit here after Norwich sitting 19th and perhaps question that a little bit, but do you think he's shown too much faith in, in, in those players? Because even when we talk about Joseph Dermich, Ralph Fearman, Sam Byram's had two games, Patrick Roberts has had, I think, about a combination of, well, it might even be less than that, yeah, um, on the pitch. So has he almost shown too much faith in, in those players, do you think? Uh, well, I think he, he had his hand tied for a number of weeks with the injuries. That's fair to say. Um, I would like to see more of Patrick Roberts and probably Sam Byram as well. But to be honest, I trust Farker with those calls. Uh, if you remember back when we had Marcus Edwards last season, there was an obvious reason he wasn't playing, and you know we all trusted Farker with that, and it transpired that he was right to do so. Um, so I trust him on that note. Yes, I would like to see more of the newer players from sort of a, a selfish perspective of I want to see what they're like mm-hmm. um, but I think we've I mean we went with, we've gone with Steepman in the 10 Mo in the 10 and I think maybe we'll see Kenny in the 10 this weekend potentially um, so I think there will be some natural rotation this week but for the most part I think he's he's had his hands tied because of the injuries Absolutely right. We'll, we'll just touch on, on the accounts very, very briefly. Uh, and by very, I mean one question to you. And Because I, I know, James, you had it, I had it last night on, on the radio of myself, so <laughs> won't, won't press you too much more no, on that. <laughs> but um, what do you make of them? Obviously, it's, it's hard with, with any set of accounts because you're almost looking back at the year before. Yeah. Um, do they concern you? Are you pleased with them? Just, just how are you feeling on it? And, and I suppose the major question is, do you think Norwich are going to spend money in January? Because ultimately, and we can talk about operating losses and whatnot, but that's fundamentally what, what supporters want to know. Um, I think when you read the headline, a 30, £38 million loss, I think that obviously is cause of concern, but then looking at the money we will receive, we'll probably make a £20 million profit this season. So, no, I'm not concerned about that. Um, in terms of January, yes, I think we will spend, but it will be a more cautious spending. It won't be like January... 2016 where Naismith window that sort of uh, I think we spent the best part of 30 million that that particular window um, I don't think we'll see anything like the level of that um, perhaps some some loans might be more realistic um, but yeah I think we will spend money but by no means we'll splash sort of 20 30 million no way Okay, I lied, James. I, I'm going to ask you one question, but it's, it's not so much about the accounts, more about recruitment. Would, would you like Norwich to actually put their head above the, the parapet, I suppose, and actually spend some money in January? Or are you quite content with the, their approach to recruitment at the moment? I think their approach to recruitment has been savvy. I think they've shopped well. In the Championship, it works. In the Premier League, is it now starting to run ravel? Is it now showing that you can't shop in the lower leagues to play in the highest league? Do we need to maybe look a little bit higher? But I think in January there has to be a certain that we have to spend money in January if we're still lingering around in the bottom three maybe bottom five it, it, towards Christmas time they have to start planning to actually put some investment into the squad it's are they going to are they going to put their head above the water and say we are going to need to spend money but I don't think we're going to do a Fulham 
and, and spend £100 million or, or just short that in January and really splash out and take months for obviously the players to gel together. But we certainly need a bit more depth in the squad. We don't, we've, we've proved, obviously, that at the moment, do we have enough depth in the squad? We've had to play the same players consistently. You know, Ben Godfrey played through a, was it a hernia, hernia. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's the sort of time you should be able to rotate your squad, but we and we have no one. So I think now needs to be the opportunity. We need to look at it and go. We need to put a hand in a pocket. Let's get a bit more depth into the squad, and then that should see us through, and hopefully open away from the bottom three. Yeah, I suppose a lot of it will be dependent on just where their position in the league is. Because if they're rock bottom, cut adrift, and it looks like a long march to the championship, then we uh, we might be having a different conversation come January. Let's let's hope that's not the case. Um, on that uh, on that. Topic of, of, of discussion: Friday's game against Watford. First and foremost, how, two questions rolled in one. Really, first of all, how nervous are you uh, as, as a supporter? Secondly, just how big a game is this for Norwich City season? And it seems bizarre even mentioning that in November, but it, it is so big, isn't it? Yeah, it is a big game, um, and Sky will be drumming up a relegation six-pointer. You know, they so will. are we. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. Um, it is a huge game, but I think after this we'll have 26 games remaining. So, not sure whether it's sort of to, right to treat the game with such finality. But it is definitely a huge game for both clubs, and three points would be massive for either club. Um, nervous? Yes, I am. Um, but their lack of goals makes me think perhaps we can outscore them revert back to our initial game plan of let's just outscore the opposition and I think that's the game to do this to do that in It's Norwich's approach and uh, it's interesting you got me thinking there a little bit when, when you talk about how Norwich outscore opponents and obviously that hasn't been the case recently but is Daniel Farker's approach an equivalent to Russian roulette in a sense that if it goes well and all goes well then it can look fantastic but if it doesn't it can fall so dramatically short as we saw against Aston Villa yeah, I think he's he's made a attempt to try and shore up the goals um, and it's led to us looking disjointed, if I'm honest. I think it's better to, to just stick to his philosophy that we had in the first place that got us here in the first place with the players that we still have, that we're still giving a chance to. So I think it makes the most sense in my mind, especially with games like this, sort of Watford, Newcastle, Southampton, those sorts of teams to just stick to our principles and go gung-ho. And they've, they've got some important games coming up as well. I think, I think it's um, three of the bottom four. Obviously, they're, they're the fourth team in that, so they've, they've pretty much got to play everyone, Everton, uh, Southampton and, uh, of course, Watford on Friday. I, I saw a, someone tweeted today that Bournemouth were in a, a similar predicament at, I think, eight points after 12 games in the Premier League. I think this was the first year they came up and actually went on to survive. When you read things like that, and, and obviously you know how Bournemouth play in terms of attacking football, like to score goals, not too dissimilar to Norwich, will also concede a lot as well. Does that fill you with confidence or is that perhaps, I don't know, is, is that perhaps a, an unwanted statistic because Norwich are doing it their own way? And it's worth, of course, caveating that I think Bournemouth spent £37 million that summer. So it's, it's all relative, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah, I mean, I've still got absolute faith that obviously we'll be fine. I don't, I, I don't like how people are starting to write us off already. We're in the bottom three or we're, we're destined for, for relegation. I think that, it's, it's, as you said, it's November it's just, it's but the first week in November, so sort of say it's. I think I think it's too early for all for all of that personally. But there's a lot of games, a lot of points still to play for, um, and and the Watford game is is massive on Friday. But I think what we need to do is keep our attacking mindset. Let's let's go. Watford are low on confidence. I don't think they've had a win this season. This um, I really hope that's not a 
a long here we came moment um, and for us but as long as the, we stick to what we believe the attacking plans and just hope that maybe let's change it up a little bit go for the dynamic and I think we really need to just sort of press Watford because they obviously are conceding goals themselves but if we can feed it in from the wings obviously which is what we've not been doing it's an opportunity for us to go out and express what we haven't been doing in recent games and, and a win over Watford on Friday would be a huge confidence boost to say we can do this I don't think there's any there's any, anyone would, would, would disagree with that particularly going into a, an international break as, as you said there and, and I think as much as we talk about Norwich City at the moment and we talk about this as such an important game which I think there's no hiding from really if Norwich do win this game they'll, they'll go within three points of Aston Villa and of course Villa will have a game in hand because Norwich play before everyone else but it's, it's all context, isn't it, I suppose? And it just goes to show that a win in the Premier League is so massive to fortunes and it can, I suppose, change the, mu- the mood music in, in, in football clubs because if Norwich do lose the game, there is going to be an outpour of worry and an outpour of despair. But if they do win it, then things all of a sudden could look significantly brighter. I think they look incredibly more rosy um, with, with three points. But what you don't want to do with the Premier League, I'm sure we'd all agree, is you don't want to be cut off or cut adrift down there because it's very difficult to to get back up uh, get back up in the table um, I think what's important for, for, for Friday is uh, again it's such a massive game is that if we go one down if, if we go two down if whatever happens in there we need to stick behind the, the players I think Kenny McLean said it Onel Hernandez has said it as well we need to be behind the team for the full 90 minutes if it's not going our way fine you still need to carry on supporting us there because that's what will carry them home and I really hope on Friday that's what we can do for them Rally and cry love it typical of a Barclay ender isn't it like, <laughs> don't get that in the river end um, Joe how, how would you like to see Norwich approach this obviously Watford have been setting up with a five although uh, Kike Sanchez Flores has basically said that's not what he enjoys to play do you think this is a game where from Watford's perspective they're obviously going to see it as an opportunity to win points can you see him switching his formation and perhaps going for something that's a, a bit more offensively minded. We know he likes a, a four four two. So, is is that possible from them? And if so, how how should Norwich almost counteract? Maybe not the right word because I, I think they're going to want to impose themselves. But how how do Norwich go about this tactically? Because um, that midfield balance hasn't quite been right all season, has it? Like you said, Flores has come in. They're playing five at the back. Um, I think they've picked up four draws in the seven games he's been in charge so you can see why he's done that it's worked to an extent but coming to Carrow Road perhaps he'll fancy his chances and revert back to a more familiar formation Um, as for Norwich I I honestly just think we should as if you remember sort of the Chelsea game at Carrow Road earlier in the season I think we should take that sort of approach where we just think right let's let's go for this lot Um, and just stick to what we're good at if we leak two goals okay let's go and score three because I know that's not ideal and it's not sustainable and that's why he's tried to shore up the defence but I think in, in games like this where for the last four or five weeks it hasn't gone our way I think just revert back to what you know go for it and I honestly do think if we're at full swing and playing to the optimum levels Buendia, Puki, the usual suspects I do think we'll have enough to see them off um, Ben, they've got Ben Foster in goal, who was excellent against Chelsea. Um, I like Decore in the midfield. Um, but, I mean, we said they've only scored six goals. That's six different scorers as well. So there's not one pronounced threat in their team. Um, so, personally, I think let's be selfish. Let's play our football and see where it takes us. 
yeah, uh, I, th I think it's going to certainly be interesting to see what way Daniel Farker goes. I mean, he's always said, look, we don't have the players to park the bus. Even if I physically wanted to do that, uh, I couldn't. And you mentioned Fret there for Watford. It doesn't get any bigger than Troy Deeney, who's uh, obviously yeah. returned to first team training this week. So what sort of role do you think he's, he's going to play? Is he someone that, that you think they, they're going to start from the off, given the situation they're in? I, I don't know. How long has he been back in training? This week? So perhaps he'll come off the bench. Um, if he does, I imagine he'll fancy his chances against Godfrey and Amadou. It will certainly be a test for them both. Um, he'll be putting his body about, getting in between the ball and the player. And, um, yeah, it will, be a, it will be a tough test for them, but I, th I don't think he'll start. I think maybe he'll come off the bench. Lovely. Uh, let's, let's get your final reflections. James, uh, what are you making this one? How, if you're Daniel Farker, how do you go about approaching it? I think attacking. You have to go for it. Watford will be equally low on confidence as well as us. Um, so I say Troy Deeney's not been around to score goals. There's not the same creativity in that in that side. Um, so I think this is our opportunity to go out, play our style of attacking fo uh, football um, and, and really show what we can do um, on, uh, under the lights Friday. But I think for me, if, if Troy Deeney does start, which I think will be unlikely, that it's going to have to be man-marked very tightly because he only needs one glimpse of goal to fire them in. We've seen that in the past in, in the Premier League. Um, but saying that, I, I just I, I just can't see Watford doing it. If they go five at the back, it, it kind of seems to me that he's setting up a team to say whatever happens, we're not going to we're not going to lose this. We'll we'll come away with a point at the very least and uh, to boost their confidence as well. But I, I think what we need to do is as a go play our attack in football really put it to them and just outscore the opposition I think it's, it has to be our it has to be our focus it has, it has to be what we do so let's just uh, finish up then guys with your score predictions everyone hates them but uh, everyone's so um, fascinated by them I suppose so Joe let's, let's start with you uh, what's, what's your score prediction and uh, I, I suppose my question is uh, are you confident are you backing Norwich I'm confident but because it's Watford so I'm going to go I think we'll concede so 2-1 Norwich um, yeah feeling confident because it's Watford to be honest and they haven't scored the goals um, so I think we can outscore them and that's what my whole the optimism for this week is based on the fact they haven't scored many goals who's going to score for Norwich? Uh, Pookie I hope both goals? Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. Send him off to uh, to Finland yeah. uh, to his pookie party in Finland uh, on a high. James, uh, I'm told by Rob Butler that you're you're ever the optimist, so I'm expecting you to predict a Norwich win here. Don't put all the pressure on me. It's not fair. <laughs> I'd I'd like to think again two one. Um, but to be honest, with you, I think any Norwich fan would take one nil. I would take a one nil Watford own goal. Quite frankly, I would I would take anything. Um, but I think for for confidence, I think if we get one, it'll probably end up being two or three one. I think we're not going to keep a clean sheet interesting I'm going to ask you both a question and then we will wrap up it's just sprained to my mind I've um, predicted in my, uh, in my predicted 11 this week to, to start Tribal and Tetty and, and give them a bit more of a, a solid base fair to say some people have disagreed with that which is fair enough I think you can understand the objections to the Tetty Tribal duo what are, what are your thoughts on it how, how do you see Daniel Farker going do you think he will revert to, to playing both of those two in, in an attempt to regain midfield because they haven't had that have they in, in, in recent games I actually suspected that going into the Brighton game away from home being the main premise um, and we didn't see it so I don't think he'll do that at home I think if we do see that it'll probably be away from home going for a draw 
Interesting. What are your thoughts on that that Teti Tribal duo? Can can you see that being deployed at Carroll Road on Friday? I think we. I think it'd be nice to be deployed. I think we have to have some sort of stability in that midfield somewhere, uh, someone or two to to sort of break up the play. So I think those two are going to be very key on on, on Friday night for sure. Lovely. James, Joe, thank you very much uh, for joining me. Massive thank you to the guys at the Departure Lounge as well for hosting us. I'm going to enjoy my uh, my little biscuit now as well, which looks very nice. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that and finishing off the uh, the rest of my team. Make sure you, you, you check this uh, this place out before a game. Probably quite ideal if, uh, like me, you're, you're not a massive drinker or not a drinker at all. Um, this could be quite a nice alternative. So, yeah, get down to the Departure Lounge. They're, they're, I'm going to wear a T-shirt next time and everything. You'll see it. would be great. Um, that's, that's it for this week. That's it for Terrace Talk uh, this week. Probably going to have a break next week, mainly because I'm on... I'm on holiday and uh, there's an international break, so probably not too much to dissect, but we will be back before Everton with uh, two new guests and hopefully a new location as well. So uh, join us for that. If you do want to appear on the show, then uh, make sure you email the address in the description. And if you're listening on podcast form, thank you very much as well. Uh, I think that's all. I think that's my, my checklist done. So thank you very much for watching. Uh, here's to three points on Friday night. And let's hope Norwich City can really kickstart their Premier League campaign against Watford. Thank you very much for watching. See you in a couple of weeks' time. Thank you.